Hey everyone, it's Richard Goldstein back here at the Investors Herald. It's currently Sunday night and I'm going to talk to you about a company that I've been following for many, many years, but I am disclosing I never have held a position in the stock. This company is EPR Properties. It trades under the ticker EPR. Simple. Boy, oh boy. This company was in an absolute sweet spot before coronavirus came to the United States. Now that it is here, there may have not been a worse REIT you could own. Let's just say Citigroup cut their price target to $16 a share from $74 a share on April 7th. That hurts. They had a 52-week high of $80.75. and now the stock is $20. They currently have raised their dividend all the way up to 17.94%. But will they pay it at that rate? Only time will tell. Why did EPR properties get hit so hard from the coronavirus? Let's take a closer look at their business and their business model, which will really explain why. EPR Properties is an entertainment and experiences REIT, two segments of the economy that are simply just like not functioning right now. EPR had nearly half of its portfolio and their largest tenant is AMC Theaters. AMC Theaters, they're literally hanging on by a thread. Bankruptcy is in the cards for AMC, I believe, in the near future if we can't turn it around and start flattening the curve. It's not just this short-time flip-on-a-switch thing that some people say. This is a seismic shift that is going to change the landscape of movie theaters for the foreseeable future. They might have to start removing seats adding sanitary stations, setting capacity limits, and hundreds of other measures that they will place to ensure proper safety. It will take a lot of work and time to get back the trust of the consumer. Because honestly, Netflix is gobbling up the market share in the video content space. You're in the privacy of your home. There's no one coughing on you. It's just easy. And the problem is here, if AMC files for bankruptcy, they aren't going to pay EPR properties. And that means the cash flows or the money going into EPR properties is going significantly lower. After EPR properties owns, their, their segment is 45% theaters, their next greatest is 23% in a category they call eat and play. With restaurants closed, along with their new Topgolf franchisees, the nightmare continues because neither of those are open. A restaurant cannot run on full capacity just doing takeout and tips. That usually will cover the salaries for the chef and any other staff responsible for the night. But owners are still paying out of pocket to keep the lights on as not all expenses are discontinuing. You still have to pay insurance, rents, usually food still coming in, and it's very hard to get that balance or the sweet spot of how much you really need. So there could be a lot of perishable goods that you just have to throw out. 
Also, EPR Properties owns hotels, which are seeing a similar effect. I mean, no one's really staying in a hotel. They're staying home because no one's traveling or going on vacation for business, really anything. So far, you're getting the message. Not one of their portfolio plays is benefiting from the current times. I'll explain a few more that are also not benefiting. It does not get any better for EPR because 11% of their portfolio is in the world of education. 6% being private schools and 5% being early childhood education. These sectors are pretty much closed right now. Parents are reassessing if they should pay for private schools in the fall. Do they really want to pay money up front right now? What will school's revenue look like? What will parents' bank accounts look like? How can schools operate to full capacity without an adequate number of students? This is a real challenge. And we can only hope that the virus plateaus and parents and students can get back to normal life. Because early learning is vital for students. I mean, you don't want to waste 16 months of a student's life just home. And it's just not the same. It's not the same interaction with students. And there could be long-term effects to this. In order to try to take this head-on, EPR has started a buyback program to withstand the situation. This means, in simple terms, they think their stock is so cheap, they have the rights to buy their common share at a discounted rate. And the program does exist until December 31st of 2020. Will that be enough time? Will they extend it? Who knows? But it does give them some leverage. The short-term interest in the stock has spiked 45% over the past month, which just shows the amount of tension this stock is getting at these new low levels. Come on, $80 to $20? I was careful not to say discounted because I do think the stock deserves to be cheap. We don't know if we will get a second wave of coronavirus or what the lasting effects of the disease will be. We need more answers to accurately price this company and see where its future lies. Without answers, the stock may be undervalued or overvalued. My thesis is that the fear and panic is appropriate for a company like EPR, and they need to take measures to address shareholders and investors on how they will make their company safe and stronger for the future. In conclusion, I just don't see how EPR can rely on internal capital being free cash flow or selling lease agreements to drive sustainable growth. This is going to significantly slow their earnings for 2020, Q2, Q3, some into Q4. And if we get a second wave, 2021 will get comparable results. I just don't know what the forward catalyst will be to get EPR back to pre-coronavirus levels. Everything needs to open. And it just doesn't need to open, but consumers' minds have to be where they were before. And I think that's almost a more damaging aspect of it. Only time will tell, but just turn a cautious eye towards EPR properties because it is too early to take a position in this stock. Stay safe, everyone, and stay tuned for more to come.